Bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels and Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, the outcome that nobody expected. Woo! Liter- literally nobody, if you would have told me 27 to 6, I think it would have been unanimous through Bills Nation, through the Vikings, whatever they call themselves, that the, the it would have been 27 to 6 in favor of the Vikings, but it was not. The Bills ran away with no this one way. early. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. 14 and 2, you heard it here first. And the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also with us. Covered the spread. This episode is brought to you by MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag and use the promo code BEERS to get a 100% match on your first deposit and do so after 7 p.m. Eastern time to get an extra $25. Find us on Facebook. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher, Twitter, anywhere. Just search for Bills and Beers. That's the best way to stay in touch with the show. I also want to say thank you to all of you who responded to my first Twitter poll. From Bills back yeah, we'll get to Chicago. that. And we'll get I was to very that proud later. Of myself. Yeah, uh, more on that to come. But folks, let's not waste any more time. No, let's, let's talk not. about the talk, win. Of, talk about the miracle, Woo! the miracle, and the twin, the Twin City Miracles. Here that's we right. go. And we got a clean so 27 to 6 the final i guess this team really did piece itself back together after vontae davis put on his jeans and walked out of the locker room bye at uh, the new era field last week which by the way we didn't really talk about that or mcdermott taking over play calling because we record immediately following the game so like developments like that we're kind of not hip to but that's cool uh, 27 to six was the final. We, not not. I mean, that was basically the score at the end of the half. So not much happened in the second half. All of the activity seeming to come in the first quarter and in the early second. Uh, it wasn't all pretty though, and we'll get to all the wonderful things about this game. But before we do, Cass, we'll start with you. Your Jenny Creamel bummer of today's contest. And leading into how you just opened it, I'm going to say the second half because it was boring. I had. So much fun in the first half to the point where I'm hypoglycemic and my body went into hypoglycemic shock because it was just like an out of true? an out of body Did experience. Did we have to give you a like an adrenaline I, shot? Yep, I had to go get a shot of Coca Cola, Coca Cola Classic, uh, to bring my this sugar. This for real back. happened? Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm telling her that she needs to go see a doctor about this because that's not a normal thing. <laughs> like like that's how exciting the first half was, and then the second half. I mean, I don't want to complain because. We are never up and can just like sit back in the second half and relax and enjoy. But I wanted to see more of Josh Allen. The fact that he only finished with like 22 attempts and he finished the first half with like 20. I think he threw the ball like twice in the second half. It's it's tough because I think this year everybody's tuning in to watch him. And we weren't expecting to have a 27-point first half lead. And like... So we just didn't get to watch Josh Allen for the for an entire half of football. It was super boring. I'm with you. Yeah. You got to watch... More Josh Allen in the first half than you, if it was any of those other games that we were watching. That was that was like six games worth of Josh Allen development that you got to watch in that first half. So well, well, coming to you, Suge, you're you're Jenny Cremel bummer. I I uh, let's go to you first. Okay, now, I'm I got I got three of them written down here, um, but I'm. Suji is looking at Lars's notes to get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, all right, sorry. Because I was so mad about this that I wanted to just fuck you, Kelvin Benjamin. There it is. I hope you die. I don't hope. Remember? Okay. 
I hope you. I literally. I don't. I don't want him to die for real because that would be weird. Well, prophecy. he is going to die at some point. Yeah, he's going to die eventually. But I don't want him. I don't want to see him play for Buffalo anymore. He made one catch that was, you know, he actually had three catches. He was our leading receiver today. Was he really? Well, because we spread the ball around. I mean, there was a stat about Josh Allen that he hit like uh. 17 receivers last week. It was like the most in franchise history. Not to shit on your point. Yeah, I Calvin mean, but Benjamin the thing was is that miserable in the first right. half. Okay, so I mean, there's not even counting the the comeback route that was actually a contested catch, and when he didn't catch it, I was a little unhappy. But but man, this guy just he looks playing scared out there. Um, even on the onside kick, he just kind of let that ball just catch. He's supposed to be the person that can catch the ball, take a big hit, and move on, right? But these drops are unacceptable. I mean, that scorer should have been an four points higher. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was an easy, easy touchdown on the slant. And, yeah, the slant route. And and there we were all talking last week. Um, you know, on on, uh, on on WGR, everyone's talking about how wow, you know, why don't we get some more slants worked in? Why don't we do things like that? Maybe because we don't have a receiver that can actually catch them. Well, I mean, that was, you know, I've been hesitant to point to the receivers and say, oh, this offense would be better if only for the receivers. Um, because, you know, if you look at the Tom Brady model, quarterbacks have a tendency to elevate receivers way more frequently than vice versa. But boy, oh boy, today, the receivers probably cost Josh Allen 80 yards in drops. At least, at least, and a, a huge number. I mean, on, the receivers I mean, were bad today. Very, very, very bad. Between Robert Foster dropping that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful yeah. deep pass to Calvin Benjamin, and then there was a couple other ones that were just, uh, you know, one of them that I thought could have been made, and if you were getting paid as the tight end that you're getting paid as, the Charles Clay uh, touchdown yeah. pass that was, you know, granted the, the cornerback should, had, his, had his hand, and it would have been a great catch, but we're paying you to make great catches. I agree. So my Jenny, I, I got two I want to put out there. One, uh, a little snafu yesterday from the social media department of the Buffalo Bills when they made their little miles traveled map, and instead of traveling to Minnesota, they traveled to Wisconsin. They, you know, we're a little sensitive to that here being yeah, in the Midwest. Exactly. Like we know where Wisconsin and Minnesota are. Maybe people in Western New York don't. We are not flyover states, Cleveland. Please come on. Now, now that said, if you put a gun to my head and told me which one's Vermont, which one's New Hampshire, I'd, you know, it'd be a flip of the coin. Now, one point's up, one point's down, right? Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I always think, like, so Vermont's one's in the like shape a chicken of a V. Up, one's a chicken But I don't down. think it is that. That's what is, it, is Vermont in the shape of a V? I, I can't ever get it straight. That's, that's I'm know. telling I, you right For some now. reason, I feel like the fatter part of Vermont's in the bottom. Uh, Anyways, this but is, I'm going to give what we my Jenny Cream Hill bummer to the Vegas odds makers <laughs> who, who missed the spread by, uh, what was the final there, uh, 21, uh, 37 and a half points. Uh, which it was it was plus 800 just straight up to win and I was so tempted to just throw some money on it you're welcome five I did bucks. it five, five, bu five bucks five right? bucks get you 40 yeah. right I did not do that because I feel like in our typical voodoo world that we believe yep. here at yep. Bills and Beers yep. that that would have you know this outcome of this game would not have happened well so the outcome welcome. of the game did happen and the first half was so much fun Ugh. Suge we'll start with you you're the bat blue MVP of today's game uh, I, I'm going to take the – no, I'm not going to take the obvious one because I know we're going to talk about him later. But uh, I'm going with Matt Milano. Man, and I think I may have stolen that from Cassie, but I know that Cassie's going to give it to Jerry Hughes because she <laughs> needs to give it up finally. Uh, but Matt Milano, man, this guy, I don't know what they did in the, uh, in, with, the, with the defense and the linebackers covering. I did see him in coverage at some point making a play. Um, but this guy's, you know, knocking the ball I, out. He dude, kicked I, the ball in the air to get that pick. Uh, I mean, he's just, he, from the time he started, he's been a player. 
And he just he he's one of those he's the 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 linebacker equivalent of Kyle Williams. You know, and, and he's a, just a lunch pail guy and a fifth that rounder. makes yeah that 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 makes things happen. And and people talk about like, well, you you are you going to rely on Matt Milano? Like that was the the talk the last couple weeks. And I kept hearing that being like, what am, like what are they seeing that I'm missing? Because I remember last year, as even as a rookie, like Matt Milano was a pretty reliable player, and he's been. I mean, as yeah, I mean, it's tough to say he's been good this year because the defense until today had been abysmal. I mean, I remember that one pick he had last year where he just like jumped in front of a guy or bumped him away and just kind of stole the ball from him. And this year, it's not just about the fact that he's around the ball, but he's making sure tackles, right? And that was the one thing. This entire season so far, the defense has been missing tackles. Milano's been the only person that was relatively reliably making sure tackles. And so, I mean, for what he did the whole season, especially for what he did this game, I mean, the guy's been lights out. So let it be known, I have eight names written down for Jen- for, for the Bad Blue MVP, and Matt Milano's not one of them. So, Cass, coming to you now. So I'm going to go on record and say if Jerry Hughes has another game where he is an all-star, I will give it to him. Because, you know what, we're paying him a lot of money. Just like we said about Charles Clay, and that's what I—he's like the 18th highest-paid defensive end in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I expect from him. So I would agree. Honorable mention to him—he was fabulous. Um, Brian Dable. Okay, that's that's one of my names coming off the list. The motion, just to start the game, the people in motion, the things that they were giving to Allen in order. Like we said, we're like, are we just throwing screenplays, or is our offensive line just that bad so everything looks like a screenplay? Like we weren't sure. But what I loved about that is it grew the confidence in Allen, and you could just see the momentum growing and growing through the game. And the game, the play calling on offense, oh, my God, I'm sorry. It had me so excited. Like, it, that's, it was Brady-esque. I'm sorry. So the way that works. Uh, let me, let's just run through the rest of the names before we get to the obvious one here. Uh, McDermott. Uh, yeah, got this team back together. Well, well, whether or not he was calling plays or if it really truly was a team effort between him and Leslie Frazier, that defense now, that's six straight quarters of this defense looking like more, I mean, you could not have possibly have of more Jekyll and Hyde. I, I don't understand it. Like first how? six versus the last six quarters of the season. But whether it was him or if it was Frazier or, uh, you know, if, if they just had a come to Jesus meeting and everybody's on the same page, I don't know what happened. But, they, I mean, they were, they were out there running back, but they – they had their quarterback. They had their receivers. They had their offensive line. I mean, we made mincemeat out of them. Jerry Hughes, a big part of that. Uh, so while we're on the side of the defense, uh, Jerry Hughes obviously had an all-star game. Uh, Taron Johnson, first game back uh, after injury. Uh, we asked at the bar today, is he this year's EJ Gaines, that when he's in the lineup, this, this team looks just that much different? Uh, slot. Evidently, slot a slot cornerback was an issue. I don't know enough about X's and O's to say that for sure, but the, the defense looked a hell of a lot better with him in there, so yeah. it's hard to argue otherwise. E- even that Ryan Neal kid, right? So the, the, the kid who was making his— Ryan Lewis. Ryan, sorry, Ryan Lewis. Uh, you know, first NFL start, um, and, and he, he played well. He made plays. You know, the whole defense just made plays, something that was sure tackling. There was, you know, a bunch of players around the ball, like we talked about last week, that— you know, in the past, we were trailing receivers by, like, six yards. And now, you know, the Matt Milano interception was due to the fact that there was six people around that ball. And when he got hit, the ball popped up, and there was someone to catch it. So, uh, kind of a uh, honorable mention, Labatt Blue, just because 
I'm not sure how he managed to squeeze that elephant man looking face of his into his helmet today and had the wherewithal to play. But Taiwan Jones out there today, our special teams captain. He had two downs inside the 10 yard line on punt, punt coverage which has been sort of a dark spot this year as well. I, t I texted my brother. I said, how is Taiwan Jones playing in this game? He texted me back. He's like, well, with a helmet. So at least he got that on today, and it, it stayed on. But moving to the other side of the ball now, uh, I do want to give a quick shout-out to Chris Ivory, of course, and Marcus yeah, Murphy. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've been questioning whether or not LaShawn McCoy is the most effective runner on this team, and I think the jury's still out. And we're not going to have the hot take here that – LaShawn McCoy is now suddenly expendable because the offense looks so balanced today, even in his absence. But Chris Ivory, as I, as I said to you guys in the fourth quarter, I'm not sure what this guy's going to look like come week 15 if he keeps getting these kind of hard miles on his body. But this is the kind of running back he's been his entire career, and the running game did exactly what it was supposed to do today, and it's tough to argue with the results. You know, I think that what where where McCoy becomes very valuable is when we get him into space and he's able to make people miss and then run for 30 yards. The But what we were missing in the previous games was Chris Ivory just running forward and getting three yards. You know, and now it's second and seven or second and six. And, you know, or we, third we, and we, two. And we, but even if it's more than that and we throw an incomplete pass, now it's third and six. And as we saw with Josh Allen's first down where he ran for the sidelines, He's able to run for six yards, you know, and pick up that yardage. If that's third and eight, third and nine, that might not be possible. And so that's the one thing. I don't think that we're obviously Shady's not expendable um, because there were some holes, like especially Marcus Murphy running to the edge where he wasn't able to outrun the linebackers. He still that, got five. Yeah, and he still got five, but Shady would have broken that one, right? And so that's where, you know, Shady has that value, and, and, and not just that value. He's, he's an amazing running back, and he should be on a good a team with a great offensive line. He's going to be amazing. But the question is, on the team that doesn't have a great offensive line, sometimes you just need a few yards. And Marcus Murphy and Chris Ivory are probably better at that bowling forward than, 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 than Shady is. And – he was there. Did you see him on the sidelines? He was the yeah. first one to yep. give Allen a high five. I mean, he looked like he was having the best time ever, and I, lo I loved seeing that. So the gold and silver medal today are two sides of the same coin, and for the most part, they're getting it for the same reason. And I'm talking, of course, about our defensive and our offensive rookie quarterbacks, Tremaine Edmonds and Josh Allen. We'll start with Tremaine Edmonds because he's clearly the silver medal. And the reason he's getting it isn't because of a great performance. It's because of, of what we're hoping for from both of these two, which is week-by-week week improvement. And what we didn't see from Tremaine Edmonds making flashy plays, we saw from Tremaine Edmonds not giving up big plays and not getting embarrassed out there. And, you know, they had the, the Vikings offense off kilter from the start, so it's tough to say. But it's nice to see that the, the rookie out there, the single, signal caller on the defense, wasn't exposed. He wasn't, he wasn't trailing plays like he was in the first two weeks. So if it was a better week for him, great. That's kind of all we're, we're hoping for. Suge, you mentioned your Twitter poll. Yep. Now, kudos to you for getting like 200 votes in your Twitter poll. That's, That's uh, my first I don't know one. Who, I made the... Who, I don't know who... You, like, was it because you at mentioned the Bills? Like, how did you get so much engagement on that? that it wasn't even that great of a poll. I think that people... <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> I'm so proud of my poll. Well, because I think that's what, you know, everyone's waking up and getting ready for the game. Now, I don't know what the hell was wrong with me waking up everything. at 4.30 in the morning uh, for no oh, goddamn reason. That's true. Um, you put it out there 4.30. Like, no reason to Maybe that's why it. it was, like, literally the first tweet that was available <laughs> <laughs> because no one else was awake, even in Buffalo, which is an hour earlier. Uh, but I woke up thinking, all right, what am I excited about this? Like, what? Is this going to be another crappy afternoon, or what am I gonna what am I gonna be happy about? 
I was like, if Allen looks good, would that be a good one? Or do they need to win? You know, that's probably unlikely, but but is that what I need? Or does it just not need to be a complete fucking tire fire, right? And that, that was the, the nuclear option of someone dying on the field. Uh, and so, uh, th- also, I don't know what the final numbers were, but 26% of you crazy bastards have lost all hope to the point where as long as no one dies, you're okay with watching the Bills game. Like, go do something else with your life if that's what you're hoping for. The point here being that what most Bills fans, especially after the first two weeks, were hoping for was incremental improvement, especially out of Tremaine Edmonds and Josh Allen, which brings us to today's gold medal, Josh Allen. He had a great, great first half. And we talked about Brian... Yeah, sorry, I'm all twisted around. We talked about the play calling, and, you know, some of those play calls were so good they were illegal. It happened like three times, which is okay. I'm fine with that. But Josh Allen looked really, really good, and he was decisive. He was making the right decision. He was making good, accurate throws. His receivers let him down, as we already said, a couple of times, but... He didn't put up terrific numbers because, as you mentioned already, Cass, he only threw the ball like three times in the second half. But his first half numbers certainly jumped out. Two rushing touchdowns. Who would have guessed that the last yeah, person? Yeah, right, right, that? God. So as we were joking, like, if, if you would have had me get, like, I could have five guesses who the other quarterback since 1970 was to score two rushing touchdowns. I mean, right off the top of my head, oh, okay, easily. Tyrod Taylor. If not Tyrod Taylor, definitely E.J. Manuel. If not him, probably Fitz. If not him, definitely Flutie. Then after that, oh, I mean, it's got to be Jimbo. No, Trent fucking Edwards. But anyways, I digress. He ran the ball when he needed to. He was effective moving the offense. He made great decisions, like we said, good throws. And his stats didn't jump out, largely because of the lead, because of the drops. And, yeah, because of the drops. But if we're looking at incremental changes, he was better last week than he was the week before. And I don't expect him to make that dramatic of an improvement to next week going into Green Bay. But I don't think anybody listening to this podcast and anybody who's related to anybody listening to this podcast or anybody who even knows the name of somebody listening to this podcast was going into today expecting the performance we got from him and it sure is looking good if that's what we got in Josh Allen you know there was glimmers of this at the end of or at the the second half last week where he's willing to just take this team onto his back and just move forward and I think that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life if this if he truly becomes our franchise quarterback I think I'm going to remember the moment that he leapfrogged um, or hurdled a linebacker. Anthony Barr, who's, uh, who basically, he personally made Anthony, or he made Anthony Barr his personal bitch right. for most of the but first that was, half. But it was just indicative of the fact that this kid says, we're going to win, and my God, if you are on that offense, you see your quarterback do that, and you're like, I'm playing for this guy. This guy is my leader by, by show, by this everything that he does. This guy's fucking crazy. And he's fucking insane, right. <laughs> I mean, he ran an offense. We always, you know, I know we call him Rook. We're like, hey, come on, Rook. And I'm like, looking at him like, wait, he doesn't look like a rookie. He's not playing out there like a rookie. My favorite was fourth and goal. We actually ran a QB sneak that was successful for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, we've always wanted that. We've wanted somebody that can just come in there. I mean, he's like a, a big, tall guy, but oh my God, that was 
That that was my moment. That was my moment. I mean, between the two rushing touchdowns, the sneak being one, and then the the Superman full extension to the pylon for the for the first touchdown. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, t- like just like the hurdle play, like that is a like win I'm at all costs. this game. Right. I mean, and if it's not that, if it's not the, I mean, and here's the thing: he has not been effective throwing the ball deep. I mean, Robert Foster had the drop today, but he underthrew Robert Foster earlier. That's the thing he's supposed to be good at. Yeah. So if all the other pieces are coming together around that, I mean... But there's no arguing his accuracy this game, right? The no. throws he was making were drop on, like, in people's hands. And and a great example of that, th- th- let's not get this lost, yep. the, yep. the 55-yarder yep. to yep. Chris Ivory. Yes, yes. Yep. That is, he had that... Perfectly op- in time. And, and for 55 yards. He had two opportunities last week to do that, and he was trying to aim the ball or baby it in there, and it didn't work out, and he just threw a strike. And look, we're, it's... Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here because we, when Tyrod Taylor was looking good in 2015, we were like, hell Trend yeah, the mothership has landed, you know. Fitzy. But it is really hard to watch what he did today and not think to yourself, holy shit, I think we have a quarterback. The touchdown pass to Kroom where he, like, fakes off the short dump and, like, finds the wide open man. I was like, I told you, I went into hypoglycemic shock. It was so good. <laughs> Well, we're going to address that later. For now, uh, we got... Can I, can I also give a quick honorable mention to our offensive line, who's been so yeah. maligned for these past two weeks? I mean, they weren't great. It's not like there was massive holes on the running game, but they, they blocked enough that the running game was effective. It's not like they could just tee off on Josh Allen. They had to respect the run because we were making some plays that way, and pass protection wasn't horrible. Yeah, you know, he got sacked a couple times, um, but, but they overall... I mean, this whole team just was so much better. It, you also have a good honorable mention of Vontae Davis. Thank so, you. Best thing you ever did. I do want to say, th- so they said on the pregame show, like, oh, the 20 times in NFL history when the spread has been this wide, the the favored team is 20-0. And I, as soon as they said that, I was like, huh. We're going to Really? Really? That was at like 10.30 this morning. And, you know, like, of course, I, well, I didn't go into like, oh, we're going to win now. But... I mean, the stars aligned. They were calling it a trap game for the Minnesota Vikings. This is this game is why the term trap game even exists. And, hey, fuck it. We're going to Green Bay next week. Who knows what's going to happen? Aaron Rodgers is on one leg. We are going to be watching the Aaron Rodgers injury report like a hawk because we might be Muhammad able to still Wilkerson there. blew out his knee. But let's, That's what we're saying. We just, don't know that for a fact. Let's just enjoy this one because nobody saw it coming. It was a it was a blast to watch. If Josh Allen takes two steps back, at least we had today. As we mentioned up top, today's episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You bet, you win, you play, you get paid, and of course, use that promo code Beers and get a 100% match on your first deposit. Do it after 7 p.m. Eastern time, and you'll get $25 on top of that. Folks, Cha-ching. and that's $25 if you uh, deposit $100 or more. So let's do the math. If you want to put $100 into a MyBookie account, you use that promo code BEERS, you don't get $100 into your account. You get $225 to bet with. And I haven't done any deposits. I got a kid. I'm going broke paying for daycare. But I know that you guys made some bets this weekend. And yes, Cass, we did. Cass did put a little moolah on the bills. Didn't take that plus 800, but you did take the spread. So you're a, you're a richer lady as of this afternoon. Yes, I did. I took the bills with the spread. I also took uh, Carolina or something. I don't know. I made that money. Uh, and I'm riding high on the uh, UB Buffalo. 4-0. 
They need to win three more games, and you know that's fifty bucks. I am just that was free money. Free money. The, the over under on their season wins at six and a half was a joke. Joke. They're four and zero, and they killed Rutgers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna win my fantasy. The Bills are gonna win. These are just weeks where I'm I'm walking into work tomorrow morning. I was going to say, morning. you're going to have the best morning. I am just going to be shits and giggles so happy. Good for you, Cassie. Yeah, you know, this is one of the beauties of betting on mybookie.ag uh, is two things. One, it makes the games more exciting. So I, I did bet on the Bills. I said, man, yeah, I think at the time of game time it was 17 and a half points. I was like... We'll lose by 17, but not 18, right? Like, so, so I was like, all right, let me just go 17 ahead. and a half by yeah. game time? Yeah, at least on my bookie. Well, and that also raises the other issue. The other game that I bet, bet on, because I wanted to bet on another game just so that I'd have something interesting to watch if the Bills game went straight to shit. Uh, and uh, I ended up betting on New Orleans. Now, the on CBS Sports, the line was New Orleans minus one and a half. On my bookie, New Orleans plus two. So there was a discrepancy. So I, I don't know if it, they don't update as quickly or, or whatever, where they're getting their odds from. Uh, but, yeah, so I got plus two. And I, right now, yeah, it looks like I won. New Orleans just uh, – but, you know, when it was coming down to the wire, it was kind of fun to watch. So the other thing to mention there, too, is that when I was on my bookie last year, I would I would always get my bets in by Tuesday. Now, don't, I wasn't a good better, but, like, <laughs> like you got to follow your gut on some of these things, and, like, those lines will move. I mean, if, if you get in on that early money and, and the spread goes from eight points to four points and you got it in at eight, like, good for you. You should try that. And you should try it after 7 p.m. Eastern time using the promo code BEERS, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Well, that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba. I love some taquitos. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with his Tacos Calientes is Jam and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Jeff, I'm sure you had a good time today. Tell us all about it. Hey, guys. I mean, we're, we're back to having fun watching football. I mean... I mean, the first the first two games of the year was a little bit depressing, but uh, this first half of football was some of the more fun I've had watching football in quite some time. Let's be honest, we um, haven't watched a game like that in ages. I mean, that was great. The uh, the this, the I feel like in the first half they were um, they were CBS was sharing some some stats around. You know, this is the first time the Bills have scored on their first four possessions since you know since football was created, and you know. <laughs> Here, there, and otherwise. So it was that was a that was a fun game to watch. Um, how was Lincoln Station? Was it a, a good environment over there today? Not so bad. Uh, Lars wouldn't know what it was like in the first half here. So well, apparently Cassie went into hypoglycemic shock in the first half. So yeah, Cassie like <laughs> seriously like she was having palpitations because she didn't know what to do with herself, and so went got, was just drinking nothing but unsweetened iced tea, uh, and <laughs> basically was going into some type of weird ketosis from like having nothing but old alcohol in her system probably from the night before and so so started freaking out literally got up and i was like why are you getting up you're not allowed to move everything's going right do not move your position and she gets up and like runs doesn't listen to anyone and comes back with like a half thing of soda and i'm like what are you doing and she's like i was so i'm low blood sugar was getting dizzy i was like you need to go see a fucking doctor okay <laughs> like 
nobody knew what to do or how to react. No, I after, that's, after the first thirty minutes. And I was telling these guys like, Jackie had to tell me to tone it down a little bit because I was straight up scaring Henrik because I was like, <laughs> like trying to contain myself and trying to ex like explain to him why this was such a big deal, what was going on. But I was also just kind of pacing up and down the hallway, being like, "What is happening? Like, what is going on? Like, what was? Yeah, this, just is, this wasn't supposed to happen." Waiting for the other shoe to drop, if you will. I spent most of the first half. There was in the Bills bar down in Austin, Texas. There was um, one lonely middle-aged uh, Minneapolis Vikings fan, and uh, and I spent most of the first half yelling "skull." Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just thoroughly after every play, I would just I would just yell "skull," and I was very proud of myself for that. Well, speaking um, of speaking of wait, being, wait, explain yeah. that to me. Explain that to me. What is skull? That's skull? Like, it's like they're like they're they're a chant. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Vikings uh, pregame chant and everything. So Jeff, what are your tacos calientes for today's game? A couple things I wanted to mention. Um, so first and foremost, I did want to touch on Josh Allen, and there's a few uh, specifically I wanted to mention. There was three plays that he made today that were my favorite plays that he made all game. Um, play number one, and I'll just talk about them in, in, in first collectively and then why. So first play, of course, is when he posterized the Minnesota linebacker with the uh, Air Allen hurdle to get the first down. And and not only not only the play itself, but the mannerisms in which when he got up and was fired up and he you knows a third and 10, um, you know, and, and so that was play number one. Play number two. Wait, let me stop um, right there. So yeah, when that happened, uh, so I'm watch I watched the first half at home so I could take care of the little guy, and Jackie was feeding him lunch, and I was just sitting in the living room going, just saying over and over, "Wow, wow, wow!" And she was like, "What? What's going on?" I was like, "I like, <laughs> I like, yeah. I third and ten, and our our quarterback just jumped twelve feet in the air over a linebacker." <laughs> Like and now it's first down. She's like, "Wow, everything's going really well for the Bills today." I was like, "I know. I don't know what to I'm, say." I'm surprised she believed you. I'd be like, "Yeah, BS." Yeah, twelve feet in there. I'm like, "No, seriously, watch it. Twelve feet." Hey, Jeff, do you think that's the moment he became our franchise quarterback? It certainly didn't hurt. Now that I mean, would be that a taco would, caliente. Yeah, that was that would that would be. I mean, I think that um, I think that that play despite the athleticism or maybe or maybe you you know maybe the coach even gives him a talking to of hey don't do that but it was the it's the warrior attitude that we've been missing for so long um you know that like desire to win the desire to show your teammates that you're a leader and that you're going willing to go out there and sacrifice your body for them we have not had that since the since, since for a long since time since you know yeah, yeah, or or even Jim, man. Remember we used to talk about how Jim actually played like a linebacker, and everyone used to right. be like, "Don't do that. You're gonna get hurt. We need you." But his mentality was, like, "Fuck it. That's the way I play the game, you know." And I'm gonna knock over that linebacker, and I'm gonna do all that shit. So you know, even Fitz wasn't that fucking crazy. So Jeff, and if it that's turned it, out to it, be a big play. It was you a know? huge I mean, play. Third down. It was a huge play. Um, so if that's your first play, I can't wait to hear what your next two are. So keep it going, baby. Well, that was that was the. I mean, that is the most obvious and the most important. But the other two plays that I thought, you know, um, were equally impressive to me for different reasons. The second play was um, when we. Uh, it was you know third and 24. I, I sort of forget at what point in the game. We're about midfield. We throw a you know a 20 a 15 yard pass to Zay Jones, and it's fourth and eight. And Josh Allen gets the team right up to the line yeah. of scrimmage. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and, and 
don't get me wrong, you know, I think the, the likelihood of drawing them off sides is low. It's not the outcome that I care about, but it's the manner in which he didn't look to the sidelines. He immediately got that team, got them rushed up to the line of scrimmage, and at least at least did something that we see the other teams do all the time, which is give it a shot. And it wasn't the outcome that impressed me, but it was sort of just the the methodicalness and the leadership in which he displayed to get the team up there to give it a shot that I thought, again, I haven't seen that in some period of time. And from a guy in his second start. Exactly right. Yeah, man. And, yeah, I, I'm getting giddy just listening to you talk I about know, it. Like, I know. Like, like, yeah, because I, you know, I didn't really think about it, but like as as we stop and really give it some some consideration here, I, I think you're 100 right. Like that that was a heads up, leadership in the moment, like the kind of shit you see from Philip Rivers, from Tom Brady, from those kind of guys, and like he's doing that in his second start. Discipline and execution too. I mean. We didn't, nobody... We didn't have a false start. Yeah, we didn't have a false start. Even though Glory was bobbing his head, like he's freaking looking for apples down there. I was like, oh, jeez. But yeah, like, it was, that was, uh, it, I'm sorry. I keep going, keep going. I know, it's hard hard not to swoon. It's hard not to swoon. And the the third play for me, again, a play that you'll never see on a stat sheet and a play that will never make its way to a highlight reel because it it was an incomplete pass. But it was another play we were about, I forget, we were about the 30, 35-yard line. And as soon as he snapped the ball, there was a flag. And the funny part about what I'm about to say is that the flag ultimately turned out to be a legal formation on the Bills. But everyone, I think Josh Allen, everyone everyone in the bar, everyone assumed that it was um, uh, defensive. Yeah, free play. Um, yeah, because they didn't call the play, play. dead. Yeah. Everyone assumed that it was a free play. And what did Josh Allen do? He took a shot in the end zone because he also assumed it was a free play. It ultimately ended up being an incomplete pass. I don't care. I don't even care that it ended up being the wrong decision in some way because it was a penalty on the Bills. Again, it's that he's now done this two games in a row where he's had a free play and he's taken a long, he's taken a shot down the field, which again is just something that we have not had in a long time. And it's something that all of the good quarterbacks take advantage of. And so, I mean, for me, those three plays, again, were like what I got most excited about in terms of watching Josh Allen play. I love it, Jeff. I think you highlighted three great points. And as we said earlier, before we got you on the phone here, that what we're looking for is incremental improvement. And it feels like he made a huge leap today. And whether or not he sustains that is obviously to be determined. And I don't think anybody expects him to. But there were things happening out there today, and you made, you highlighted three great plays that illustrate it. There's, there's a reason to be optimistic about this guy that everybody thought was the wrong guy at number seven. Yeah, I mean, call it a trap game or, or what you will, uh, that maybe Minnesota didn't come to play like they should because they thought it was an easy game. But at the end of the day, once they're getting their ass beat, there's no way that defense doesn't pull themselves together if they really are that great of a defense. Uh, they don't pull themselves together and say, come on, let's go. Let's, you know, knock this rookie out of the game. And the more the thing is that w- when I sit there and I think about, you know, we're going to be doing this the whole next 10 years, right? Mayfield versus Allen versus Rosen versus um, uh, versus Darnold, right? And, yeah, Mayfield started, and that was the other person that we were most excited about was Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, there was the, the group that wanted Rosen, but Mayfield had a great game, and he did not look like a rookie, and he looked poised, and he looked like just – like as he's always been just no one expects him to do anything and he's just amazing right but now Josh Allen had a game where he was playing lights out 
And if we're against one of the best defenses, against one of the best defenses, right? Not against the Jets defense at home. And if it weren't for his receivers, his stat line, let's not forget that. His stat line would have been. People are picking the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl. They were playing at home. Right. He would have had two touchdowns, right? He would have had two touchdowns. He would have had at least another 70 yards passing. So his stat line, I think, if I'm not mistaken, would have been. Two touchdowns run in, two touchdowns thrown, and 278 yards. At least. Right? I mean, like, and that's that would be in a half of playing because he didn't throw the ball much at all in the second half. Right? And so it's, that would have been so hard not to get ahead of ourselves. You know, Mayfield, everybody kept talking yesterday about, or uh, when, when they played, about how, hey, you know, and he had a bunch of drops. He had a bunch of drops. His stat line would be even better. And that's exactly what would have been the case for us. And But the great thing that makes me feel better you know, I was wondering, I was like, well, shit, is this the weekend of rookie quarterbacks? Because the Bears are going into playing the Cardinals, who have the worst offense in the league, and that's not going to be sustainable. Rosen's going to come in and do some crazy shit. Well, turns out Cardinals are winning 14 nothing, so we're probably not going to see Rosen. Uh, but that's, that's, I mean, it's nice to know that of the rookie quarterbacks, two have made jumps, and it wasn't Darnold, right? No, no. It has not been Darnold, um, whether that's by design or not, but... But our QB made a jump, you know, and, and, and that's 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 great. It's great to see that he has it in him. Jeff, what are you drinking down there in Austin today? Today was um, a, a good old Bloody Mary at the bar. Um, and, oh, uh, and you, you bougie. A, a man after my own heart, man. I love it. I you love and, it. You and Cassie both. Do you guys <laughs> have you. Do you guys have a ski weekend lined up yet? I was going to say, Cassie and I have a very similar mentality. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys going to go sailing anytime soon? Hey, or? don't make fun of the dinks, man. Don't make fun of the dinks. And then uh, I was thinking with my Labafaloos at the bar. That a baby. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention briefly before I let you guys go, um, the other thing that stood out to me today while watching the, the defense dominate was just the, the, the team's speed, um, specifically between um, with Milano and, um, and Tremaine Edmonds out there. Um, it just felt like the linebackers were flying all over the place, continuing to just the team speed in general on defense. Felt it's something again that I feel like we just we've been missing over the years, and um, you know we'll see. This defense is very much still a work in progress, but there was just guys flying around the ball today, having a lot of fun. Lorenzo still out doing what he does. Jerry Hughes having the best game of his season for sure so far today. I'm sure maybe you guys have given Cassie a little bit of heat for that. Um, you know, but she's it was just great us. to watch the team. So yeah. like like nobody knows what to expect for next week at this point, right? I mean, with nobody, with Rodgers potentially hurt, and this team doing a complete 180. Again, we're talking about six quarters versus six quarters here. Don't do it! Don't do it, Rodgers! Please, please, I'm don't do it! I'm not making predictions, but like, please don't do it. I, you I already know, know that we're set up for a big ass fucking. I already know what the wild card is. So, Jeff, we're gonna let you go. Always great to hear from you. What a fun afternoon in Bills Nation. Until next week, go Bills! Go Bills, baby! See you guys next week. So it's time now to hear from Chicago's hardest working landlord living in Milwaukee. It's Mr. Fix-It Buffalo Bill Nichols up in Bruce City, USA. He's got a new segment this week and moving forward, and we're making a hard on this week because as the hardest working landlord in Chicago living in Milwaukee, he is Mr. Fix-It, and he's going to tell us what he would fix about the Buffalo Bills. But after today, I don't know what there's left to fix, so I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Mr. Fix-It, what do you got to tell us? Just fix it. Okay. They call me, they, they don't call me Mr. Tim the Two Man Taylor. They call me Mr. 
High rod, two-man sailor. No, this is Mr. Fixit. Yo, guys, what's going on? Everything's going well here in Milwaukee. Good to hear you guys. What a game. What a life. So, yeah, it was pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, so uh, uh, it's funny you mentioned Tim the Toolman Taylor because as our listeners will know by now, that was going to be your theme song was the uh, the home improvement theme. So I do think we also should put the... Oh, what was that? What is that from? The, the Just Fix It. Oh, dun, 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 dun. You should be Mr. Wilson. Can, can, you, can you be on the other side of a... What an awesome game to watch. So much fun. And, you know, the whole the whole thing I was thinking the entire time, and which is the thing that I want to fix, I want to fix WGR and everyone freaking out. And, you know, trust me, you know, like, I was, I, never never was I freaking out, but I stopped listening to WGR from Tuesday through the game day, and I turned it on for a little bit, you know, this morning, just to get hyped up just a little bit, just to get a little bit of, games you know talk at least but everyone's a bunch of idiots and even if even if we're a 2 and 14 team or 3 and 13 team like you have to reset your expectations and that's what I'm trying to fix people's expectations Ooh, I like so, it. I like, I like it. that you know, everything everybody just needs to fucking chill out and you know today if your expectations are that are that what happened today is what going to is going to be what happens the rest of the year, then you're going to be disappointed. You need to fix yourself. You need to fix your expectations because this is a team that's rebuilding, and and, and I don't care what you say about the defense. Yeah, they've regressed. Obviously, they they did not today. Maybe they won't next week. But, guys, chill out, relax, enjoy. Find the positives in what's going on and what's going on in your franchise. Don't be a bunch of idiots. You sound like a bunch of idiots calling in saying that, you know, this is the worst team, this is the worst regime, coaches on a short lease, please, please, what do we do with acquisition? Just stop. So let, Relax. Let, let me just, I, I want to interject two thoughts here. I think that, I think a lot of the, uh, m- like, malaise in Bill's nation the last week was because the first, again, and, and Bill, we've been talking about this, uh, for the last 20 minutes or so here on the podcast about it's a tale of six quarters. The first six yeah. quarters of the season versus the last six. And the first six were so bad that everybody's a little stunned. And then everybody expecting this this Vikings defense and with Kirk Cousins now as their quarterback, like everybody just thought this was a buzzsaw that we were walking into face first. I think everybody just was sort of like had given up on it this week. So it was a particularly bad week. I'll give you that. But I think maybe that's an explanation why. But what you're saying here sort of it brings to mind a thought that I had earlier as actually as, as I was driving down to the bar during halftime, which is, is this the second year in a row where the team is better than the coaches expected it to be? And is the reason the last six quarters so much better than the first six quarters because they're letting them play hard, they're calling up more aggressive defenses, they're calling more aggressive offensive plays, and we're executing better than they expected? Is this the second year in a row where they look at the team up and down like, well, you guys can't really handle this, so we're not going to give it to you. But when asked, when called upon, the team has done everything it can to defy those expectations? 
Wow, I don't know if that was a, that was a soliloquy or something beautiful, but I, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's that um, or if it's that these guys just need to stop thinking and start playing. Um, but and you know what else? Here's what else I think, guys, is I I think it's a matter of not necessarily what the coaches are calling, but what kind of belief all of the players have in their ability to win, and that stems from. A quarterback that, you know, even though he's young, he's a leader and he's out there. He's someone that people can rally behind. When's the last time we had an offensive leader? Who's it? Who's been an offensive leader? Someone well, that's vocal. Well, we had one in spirit in Tyra, but we had a a spiritual sure. leader that couldn't they couldn't execute yeah. actually physically. And that we've been talking about here about the hurdle play, about the ex- full extension to the pylon first touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I mean. He, yeah, dragging it's, that it's, Chargers linebacker ten you know, yards even, last week. We're we're trying if tosses, not. If he tosses three, let's say he tosses three picks while having plays where he hurdle like hurdles guys and he's out there trying to make. You know, everyone's still rallying behind him and is excited and believes in their and his ability and the fact that he's out there just trying to ball and. I think that that goes a long way, man, for just making everyone play a lot harder. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Bill, completely, because I think that if he does throw three picks, based on what we've seen right now, the next time he's out there, all we're going to say is go launch it. You know, don't don't play yeah. conservative. Go, go, you know, go play, be a baller and, and, and actually make it happen this time. Don't throw the pick. Um, yep. You know, I Bill, I can't agree with you more about the whole, like, everyone needs to fucking chill out just a little bit because we are going to fall back to earth. We're not going to play this type of game every week. But what we have to remember also, beyond the fact that, you know, we got a brand-new quarterback, that's great, But and as long as he shows progress, then that's all that matters, right? We also have to remember that we couldn't do jack shit in, in the free agent market this year. You know, we, yeah. had, we, had, we had pennies, and we had the, one, one of the worst salary cap or dead money situations going to one of the best salary cap situations right and so next year is our year to improve this is our year to just you know tread water and develop the components that we need to develop like the quarterback of our offense and the quarterback of our defense who all seem to be progressing quite nicely actually so bill what were you drinking up there in milwaukee today oh man i've had a few great beers (laughs) a few um what i'm thinking now uh is a uh, top window live pompey Oh, that is I good. From uh, you know, Top and Glide, like Studio Two. Uh, but the Pompeii IPA, so uh, Top and Glide from Iowa. And it's a great drinking IPA. You know, love it. Hey, Bill. Going down to 7.5%. Wow. Out. Bill, if you ever find from them, you might only see it as a single can um, Fire Skulls and Money. Um, you, dude, you start. Yeah, I think you talked about that last time. Yeah, it's you need so to text good. That All right, I'll text, text it to you. I'll text it to you. Okay, bye. Do you know how to text? Hey, hey, uh, how old are you? Fifty. Listen, I set up my first Twitter poll today, and it was yeah, very he successful. Yeah, actually did very well. He had almost two hundred votes. I'm, I, I, I'm giving him lots of props for that. Uh, well, yeah. Billy, so you're going to the game next week, correct? Yeah, I'm going to the game. We got the Nichols uh, uh, folks in town. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Pauline, Pauline, Bob are in town, and uh, they're we're gonna have a, a big time rivalry game. We're uh, I'm staying I'm staying with them in Green Bay Saturday night. Uh, gonna go start tailgating early Sunday morning. Carrie's dad and Carrie are meeting us there Sunday. Um, Who's the managing game. Liam? 
the the grandma, Gary's oh, mother. Um, so we we also just said to Jeff like. No, like nobody knows what to expect from this game now. I mean, Rogers is hobbled. Like we don't know yeah. which Bills teams to show up. I mean, Wilkerson's out. Wilker, yeah. So, like, what are you feeling up there in Bruce City about how this is going to go? Well, it makes it fun. It makes it fun. I'll tell you that much. Um, I mean, Rogers is tough. We know that. I don't know. I mean, what what did I expect today? I expected today to be nothing. Yeah, I expected to today to be a score. bloodbath. Uh, so and it was. Hey, listen, I, <laughs> it sure was. It sure was. Hey, I, I, I expect. Let me tell you this much, guys: is Lambo is not what it's cracked it could be from a crowd loudness standpoint. Shots because fired. what you ha- what you have there is a bunch of so many people are quote unquote Packers fans that are, you know, like they're not. Diehard Packers fans. They've just been Packers oh, fans forever. This, and this, is the, this is their first game that they've ever been to. That's probably seventy-five percent of the crowd. Wow! Wow! So, so they don't. That makes me a little sad, Bill. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, the Packers are one of those other franchises that I still like. Kind of yeah, like. Listen, I don't want to. I, I'm not going to completely discount the fact that they're good fans because they're good fans all around. However, what I'm the purpose is. It's not. It's not as if you're going into into Minnesota and playing against that crowd against that team. So take yeah, that, that shit was loud in the beginning. When you're when you're considering whether or not Bills are going to do well. Well, I, I will try to connect with you if we can next week. Uh, but we're relying on you to rep. Hopefully, you rep well, and hopefully the Bills show well. But until then, better believe it. Go Bills. Go Bills. Later, guys. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer during the first half of today's game. I was enjoying the last of my growler. Best birthday gift I've ever received, by the way. Thank you, darling. If you're listening, that was my gift from my wife, was the growler of the month club from the Beguile Brewery here in Chicago. So for the first half, I was enjoying some haphazardly. And I switched over to the Three Floyds Brew Dew, which I think we've talked about on this podcast before. It's a wet hop, 7% IPA. There's a lot of IPAs today on the beer list here at Lincoln Station, which we can't really speak highly enough of, especially as IPA drinkers. Like, they, they keep this shit fresh. They print a new one of these every week with the Bills logo on it. It's pretty impressive what they do here. Um, but if you can get Three Floyds in your area, the Brew Dew, it's tasty, it's, it's potent. Uh, highly recommend. Cass, what non-IPA were you drinking today? So, yeah, this I had a, a big problem with this beer menu today because <laughs> I basically had nothing to drink. Um, so I chose a Belgian Pale Ale um, from Ontour Brewing in Westtown, Chicago here. Uh, it's called Gold of Sunshine. Um, it was... It was too pale ale for me, even though it was a Belgian pale ale, which is supposed to be like a little bit lighter. Um, Can I, I taste it? Uh, that's actually the another beer because oh, okay. I, wow, I, had, I had one of those and I, I moved on to the Lake Effect Snow, which is a whip beer. So thank you for keeping oh, that on is. the menu. Always keep that on the menu uh, for us light people. Um, but it, it, it's the Belgian pale ale was good. Um, so if you're looking for something not as hoppy as like a true IPA. I mean, I could probably have had another one. 
Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm going to talk to Ben and ask him to make sure. No, that's good. Cass, you're the yang to our yin. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. It, so. it, like, as far as Suj and I go, like, just inject the hops directly into our tongue. Yeah, you guys you guys have a, a one-note palette is and all you have. You know, I my, my sophistication over here. Fuck you, but absolutely that's the case. <laughs> just because I have one favorite style doesn't mean I don't explore. Now, you're not going to get me drinking no sours. That's, that's what it means Y'all to me, goddamn I, millennials I, 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 can kiss my good. ass. I'm not drinking no bourbon barrel age yeah, nonsense. I'm not drinking those sours. I don't need no lemonade in my beer. Okay, I don't need a. Sh- I know, but the sour some of them are just as bad. I agree. So, uh, but, but no, I mean, I like me. I'm, I'm a pilsner guy, and you mean no, but you don't like pilsners. They're too bitter. I like pilsners. Okay, fine. So, uh, I, uh, I'm capping off the day with the brew do that uh, Lars mentioned. I want to give the uh, shout out. Uh, though we didn't have it because I wanted to try Brewdo, which is different, to Three Floyd Zombie Dust. If anyone has had it, anyone has it in their area, buy it, taste it. It's one of the best we, original the, Citra yeah. IPAs that that you'll ever have. Um, the other thing that I had was, um, you know, uh, Lagunitas Brewery now has a brewery here in Chicago. It's their main Midwest distributor. Have you been there? Yeah, it's awesome. great. It's great. Um, in fact, I, I'll post today, maybe, Lars, you can post it for us, um, a picture I have of their massive, massive barrel or uh, room of kegs. Uh, this whole room had maybe several thousands, thousands of kegs, and it was just a really cool picture. But anyways, uh, they had a, a beer called the Hazy Memory. It's a New England-styled IPA, a cloudy IPA, oats and smooth, uh, with Hallertau Blanc Galaxy and Citra Hops. I don't know what that tastes, but it tasted pretty good. Um, and so yeah, so that was that was, and then I had I had a little bat blue. That sacrilege, Serge. I know. You're drinking New England I know. something. Yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Bleh. No, you know what? Can I say something? And I agree with you completely. The IPA scene has been taken over by these hazy New England style IPAs. Damn it, San Diego, where are you at? I want my original making West Cone. Making stone. I know, which, which is, is amazing, but that's yeah. all we should be drinking. Yeah, all agree. we need is those beautiful, clear, hoppy, bitter West Coast IPAs. Maybe throw a little single malt action in there. But I'm tired of this hazy shit. You hand me a beer list that's got like 50 beers on it, and I'm just like thumbing through it. The moment I see the word stone, I'm like, yep, whatever. Done. Don't Done. care. Don't yep. care. Yep. I, I'm too lazy to look. Stone, that'll do. So as we're... Trying really hard today on the podcast to not be head over teacups for what we just saw. Because, again, this was... And, you know, we thought maybe the same thing about last year's Atlanta win that was in Atlanta. Atlanta turned out to be not as good as we thought they were coming off of a Super Bowl loss. Kind of a turning point for the season for us it last was. year. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, so it's, it's hard to say what we can take from this. And so with that in mind, Bill alluded to the WGR chat from last week. And as this game was winding down today, I couldn't help but think to myself, what the hell is going to be the chatter for the next seven days? Because... Certainly there's going to be people saying that, wow, we've arrived, here we are, Sean McDermott, coach of the year, Josh Allen, offensive rookie of the year, lock it up, no questions asked, Tremaine Edmonds, defensive rookie of the year, can you believe we got them both, you know, there's going to be people saying some wild shit, and they're not going to be totally wrong, and then the people who come in and tell them, hey, 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 cool it, 
they're going to the brakes. They're going to be jerks, but they're not going to be totally wrong. So the, the Mister Fix It. I'm kind of stuck in this. Like, what? Like, what is going to be the chatter of this week? On the radio, on the message boards, on Twitter, doesn't matter. What's the chatter going to be? So today's wild card, and Cass, we'll start with you. What is the chatter about you? So the chatter about me is, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Oh, come on. That I don't. Count. I don't. I don't. I do not really subscribe or, or very much so care about the chatter about me. Suge, coming to you now. For the how about we come to you because neither of us have a good answer right now. <laughs> Let's. Hey, Lars. So the scenario. What so, would the chatter be about you? So the scenario is that you get to shrink yourself down into the size of a housefly, and you get to be on the wall of the conference room the moment you leave the room. And you get to hear what people say, or anywhere for that matter. So what's the chatter about you? Okay, now, now, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Okay, go. So what they're going to say is something that my boss has told me directly, which is, I don't understand. And I'm taking a book from Lars here, taking a chapter from Lars' Lars's book. How is he so good at his job? How is he so good? Yeah, so I'm going to pat myself on the back while trying to barely give myself a tiny bit of an insult. And that is that my boss often tells me, I don't understand how someone is as talented and smart as you, and yet you get absolutely jack shit done because you just never follow through with anything. You have these brilliant ideas. You start them. We're all excited about them because they're brilliant ideas. We're sitting there in a conference, and you talk about some concept and blow everyone else away, but when it actually comes time to do anything about it, nothing actually happens. I can't tell me how many scientific papers I have written halfway. I can't tell you how many. So that will be the chatter about me is that it's all hype. Don't believe it. He's going to talk a big game just like Josh Allen did. And what, when it comes time to finish, when it comes time to actually write that paper, when it comes time to actually make it happen, he's not, it's not going to be real. He's still just, you know, that, that 50% QB from, from uh, Wisconsin. Or what, where was he Wyoming. from? Wyoming. You know, don't believe the hype. And so that's going to be the chatter about me. They're going to say, you know what? He looks amazing. And he sees amazing, but he, he doesn't amazing. have it. He looks amazing. Um, yeah, you've talked about this before. Your that 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 inability to kind of put the uh, get the horsepower to the tires, so to speak. Yeah, I have, I'm, a, I'm an ideas man. Okay, what are you gonna do? Well, yeah, you, you start a company, man. You gotta like. You I know, gotta, but I need someone to help me do it. Yeah, you gotta. I'm, find, just, I'm just too lazy. I'm sitting there watching reading the fucking bills Twitter. That's why I would be doing shit. I would be writing some stuff, but I'm reading about the bills, and probably too much fear. You know what you need? What? You need a woman. Because you know what? He's got two. He's got a daughter. execute. Women close. Women deliver. My boss is a woman at home and at work. Uh, And uh, so, yeah. No, I I have learned that. I do much better working with women um, because... They, they they recognize the fucking brilliance that I have, <laughs> and uh, and they know they're like, all right, well, let's just that's a great idea. We're gonna take it from here. Go, think of the next idea. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately don't know what people say about me. Oh come on. I mean, I I, I will say, you know, what people are gonna say about me this week. Oh, that girl is a fantasy football genius. <laughs> I'm gonna be three and zero. I won the league last year. Three and zero. Oh god. See, I'm. Yeah, they're gonna say, oh yeah. 
Her personal taste in football? I don't understand. I don't understand how she watches those fucking Buffalo Bills. And then you're going to be like, you know what? Fuck you. 27 to 6, bitch. Uh, so like, I'm kind of at this weird point in my life where, like, and I've shared this with you. I've shared this with most people. But, like, I don't think we're going to live in Chicago much longer. So, like, just start a new job. Oh, no. I haven't shared this with you. No, dick. Uh, What's wrong with through you? Through the end of the season. Through the, we'll, get, we'll get some more miles out of the, uh, out of the ring. We've sure. now got three Collins, and Sujit and I are sitting at the bar together. Uh, yeah, I'll be hosting by way of phone moving forward. Um, but, like, it has sort of rendered me, Suj, in a similar place to you. We're like, hey, yeah, this would be a great idea. But, like, I don't really care enough because I'm not building my career here. I, I don't really care about these relationships because I don't see this in my three-year plan, let alone my five-year plan. So I, I, I think I'm kind of with you. Where like people are like, yeah, he's great. He's really smart. Um, I don't feel like I don't feel like working. Yeah, he just doesn't really feel like he he's wants to do anything. Yeah, you know, like when he does participate, he's really great at it. Yeah, that's it. I think that's a thing. so. Thanks for taking mine. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I struggled. Okay. No, I think I think that's fair. I mean, but I have an, I have an excuse. Like, rest assured, when I get to where I'm going, and I hope it's Buffalo, quite honestly, uh, that I get to dig in, and people are like, wow, that Lars Buborg, he's a go getter. He he he's just a he's just a nonstop production machine. But right now I'm kind of like yeah. I'm I I want the Buffalo Lars Weborg to be the Josh Allen. Like you guys are both saying, you know, when he gets you there. you you don't deliver. You think of the idea, you don't deliver. Well, I am praying to God Josh Allen is not you guys. I'm also praying to God that Suge and I, being two very smart individuals, just have imposter syndrome and we're actually very good at what we do. Yeah, I mean, I will say when 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 I put put myself to something I'd knock it out the park right it's just I don't always do yeah, that yeah ditto and I'm right. yeah I kind of I choose but my but I will say one thing that that is important right that maybe all the shit that Josh Allen all the bad incompletions and all the whatever stuff that he did in college it was just waiting for this moment for him to be in an NFL stage and to be able to just become the star that he was meant to be well, I will drink to that. Uh, today's episode brought to you by mybookie.ag. If you're going to go there and place some bets, use that promo code BEERS, and if you spend $100, you'll get $125 back. Find us on Twitter. Search for Bills and Beers. Find us on Facebook. Search the same and subscribe on iTunes, Twitcher, Twitcher, Stitcher, Fitcher. doesn't matter it. what, all of it. Uh, that's where you can find us and subscribe and tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. 27 to 6. We covered the spread in the opposite direction. Until next week, I'm Lars on behalf of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, Cassie, Bill, and Jeff. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.